Welcome to the Legends of Loam. I'm Jonathan Banner, your game master and host of this podcast. I'm Joel, and I play Ma Brattle, the level 3 Great Old One Warlock. I'm Heather, and I play Willow Lightsep, the level 3 Thief Rogue. Hi, I'm Matt. I play Barnabas Bulwark, the level 3 Devotion Paladin. Previously on the Legends of Loam. Willow. You are shaken awake by one of the other travel members, and when you sit up, you hear a slight ting as uh, the circlet falls from your head. Maud, you are still wearing that bracelet. Barnabas, tightly gripped in one of your hands is that hilt. Willa, you notice Barnabas. This might sound crazy, but- But you were in a dream of mine. I'm not crazy! Have you seen the magic guy at all? No. (laughs) Is he real too? I would assume he was since you're real and I'm real. Oh, he is going down. <laughs> oh, do I see her now? After a few moments, the crowd parts enough that yes. <laughs> I had this like, oh, this isn't expected. This could go great. And then I see Will. I'm like, why do all my things do terrible things for me? You. Better run, dude. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Sorry, I got out of hand. I just want to talk. About, about what? Obviously something weird is happening. Yes, I noticed. <laughs> I just say, come on, fam. He leads you to um, uh, Hypersis Miriam. So this, this dream that you describe, I have only read about it once before. The book that I read was in the, uh, there were the temple libraries of Scientia in Hightower. Guys, I think we got our call to adventure. <laughs> So, morning comes. It is morning. Can I roll for having the best slumber party ever? Sure. (laughs) That sums it up. (laughs) Aww. Because Maud wouldn't play truth or dare. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need people yet. They kept trying to get you to show off your cool water powers and you just refused. But he like keeps... you could have made a literal icebreaker. <laughs> he like keeps asking me to do it. I was like, there isn't even any water here. And we all just start spitting. <laughs> so yeah, that's definitely a three. Yep. 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 <laughs> a party where the premier event is a bunch of people spitting into a bucket. <laughs> Right <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I'm in the other door right now. Yes. Uh, Alright, it is morning. You all have fully rested, so mark all of that HP you lost. Gone. Ooh. Yep. You guys get up and you leave the city without telling anyone what you're doing, right? Nope, we're gonna go talk to Lady Miriam. Alrighty. <laughs> you almost got us. <laughs> Foiled again. Alright. You guys go to her office, and there's an acolyte posted there. She she's not um, she isn't feeling that great. She's not gotten out of bed yet. That's rather unusual. She gets up like five a.m. every day. <clears throat> I don't really know where to get sick either. Strange timing. Hmm? Did she mention uh, anything about pro- um, travel provisions for us before we leave? Uh, yes, she uh, she left some stuff and uh, left orders with the quartermaster 
to get you guys whatever you need. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I'll definitely pray that she feels better. So. Um, may Malia bless you. And also with you. Yes. That. <laughs> uh, all right. So maybe Barnabas doesn't have a normal traveling pack, but you have the same provisions that you had previously. And you guys have your traveling packs. Is there anything else that you guys think you would need? Um, they don't really have any weapons or anything like that um, here. How many days rations do we get? Ten. They will refill those if you've spent any of those. Okay. Do they have rope? Yes. We will take extra rope. <laughs> okay. How much? At least a hundred feet. Um, are you carrying that? Um, I can put it on my cart. Carry it along with that. Okay. A really loud cart. Squeak, 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 squeak. I can squeak. use it to like tie stuff down better. Does <laughs> um, that mean WD forty? No. Your cart has been cursed with squeaking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the quartermaster is a um, a male dwarf named Tholness Whitestone. Uh, he's the one that you guys are talking to to get your extra rope and anything. So you guys uh, just going out on your own, or are you going with a caravan? Will we be able to procure a caravan? I mean, you, you wouldn't. I mean, we don't have any wagons that we could spare you. But if there are caravans going at all points in time, headed to different cities. Are there any heading to High Tower? You would have to go find that out. Uh, usually, there's message boards or runners out by the city gates that you head that they will be heading out of. Sometimes they're looking for extra guards or just looking for extra people to travel with them. The larger the group, the less likely they are to be attacked by bandits and such. Even if you're not guarding it, just having more people helps out. Hmm. Let's check that out when we get, uh, where'd you say it was here? Uh, you guys will be going out the east gate. When we get to the east gate. Is there anything else you guys need, want? This is the part of the video game where it's like, do you want to do anything else before you leave the city? Are you ready? Yes. No. Yes. I don't know. Could uh, they spare a healing potion or two? Roll mm. persuasion. Okay. I do have a plus two in that. Fifteen, but with my modifier, it's seventeen. Nice. We're a uh, fairly persuasive party. And I'm pretty sure the quartermaster knows me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just got a a small shipment in here, and he'll he'll we'll give you one potion of healing. Okay. And that is all he can spare. Okay. All right. I. I think we're good. So to the east gate we shall go. I'm gonna say bye to Phineas and Daria and the rest of uh, my pally friends. My pally pals. Barnabas and the pally pals. <laughs> I smell a spin-off podcast. <laughs> so, so we have uh, Barnabas and the pally pals and Maud Brattle with great magic and the great creepiness. Yes. You'll get your own spin-off soon, Hattie. Well, uh, definitely not. The- <laughs> <laughs> totally not. <laughs> That's all the cause. Definitely not. <laughs> all right, you guys uh, managed to make your way without too much of an incident to the eastern gate. Good. We didn't get attacked while we were in the city. Yes. Again. No bandits in the city. No one tried to steal any of your stuff <laughs> again. These and others have noticed yet. Yes. <clears throat> I'm keeping a very you, tight hold on. You guys do have pretty bad passive perceptions. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> all right, you guys are at the east gate. Cool. cool. You see a couple uh, different wagons around the area. Um, some of them are unloading stuff. Some of them are loading stuff up. 
I'll uh, go talk to a few of them and see if they... I, I know I can provide some protection, but maybe like have a small group join them. Are you all going as a group, or are you splitting up, or are you just going to let him do the talking? Um, if he's going to represent us as a party, then I'll probably just go and see if there are any message boards. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a message board there. Involves less talking to people. <laughs> I'll kind of hang around and keep an ear out, see if anybody's mentioning caravans uh-huh. going any specific directions. Matt, I would like you to roll me an insight check. Joel, I would like you to roll me an investigation. Okay. And Heather, uh, streetwise. Dang it. Uh, not a thing. It was like... That's not a thing in Fistation. Slight of hand? Survival? No. Um, there isn't really no, a whole just broke. No. no! Um, insight or perception? Okay. Your choice. They're the same. Okay. So, that's a whole five either way. Okay. Matt? I got a 18. Okay. Um, so you look around and you see a few, you're not sure what it is about them, but you see a, sh- a few um, cart drivers who just strike you as not good people. You look around a little bit more and you spot one who has, um, it's a small medallion around their neck, but it's the symbol of the cater, the god of travel and space and t- uh, space travel. He's packing up. Decent sized cart, and he's got a actually has a few kids around him that are helping. Okay, I'm gonna approach him and say, Good day there, friend. Are you heading out soon? Uh, yes, yes, I am. Where are you heading to, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, we are headed, well, immediately we're headed over to Gundabar, and then from there we are headed over to um, Otterholm. About half, it's basically halfway. Okay, well, if you're looking for any protection, I'd love to go along with you. I have two other friends in my group, too. Possibly. I am, uh, me and my family are moving out to uh, Otterholm, um, hoping to get some work as a fisherman out there. I don't, I don't think we can pay you. I mean, out of character, I'm okay with them not paying. Yeah. Money's also, not... Also, you're negotiating, so... Yeah. Well, money's not an issue. We just really uh, don't want to travel without a caravan. You know, safety issues. Gotcha. Um, we are headed out... Um, Probably 30 minutes to an hour. Okay. And I have a question. Is this kind of like a common thing? People just like join caravans even if they don't know each other all that well? It happens enough that it's not going to draw a question. Okay. I'm just, I'm just going to say that. It's I, I, a little odd that this family would be going by themselves. Yeah. Usually people would wait for a family or two unless there's a pressing issue that they need to leave right now. Okay. Does that make sense? I'm going to make sure that, like, I, I have my temple regalia yeah. on, so that... I mean, you're in your travel clothes, definitely. You're not, like, in... Not, like, full-on, but, you know, right. like, I got the medallion yes. and everything. I mean, they can definitely see that you are, at the very least, a very religious follower. They might jump to the conclusion that you're a cleric or a paladin or just another clergyman. Okay, okay. And I, and I point out the other two traveling companions. Um... Yeah, you can at least see one of them. Okay. Why don't you go and uh, gather your friends, um, and then come back over here and um, introduce them. All right. And I'll go over to you guys. Like I think I got a lead on a caravan. Oh. Before you do that, Joel, what did you roll on an investigation? Three. Three. This thing is so cluttered. <laughs> you find a really good looking one, and then you see that it left about an hour ago. Oh. Uh, you find one, but they leave in like six days. 
Mm. It's a little long. Yeah. It's kind of a wash between those two. Uh, you were listening to the crowd. We got a total of five. A lot of people complaining about uh, the weather. Cool. Yeah. It's been a little bit rainy here. I mean, you just literally popped in over here, so... Yeah. It's nothing like what we were getting in the area that I was, so... It's, uh, it's colder here, but still just as humid. So it's... Nice. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of fog in the early morning, but it dissipates decently well. And then you can walk over. Okay, and I'll, uh, inform you guys of the caravan that's leaving and how we'll be going with them, but they're not going to pay us, but it's still, like... Safety yeah, and it's numbers. still safety and yeah. All right. Can we meet this party that you got us to go with? They actually want to meet you right now. That's great. Seems reasonable. So don't be creepy. Hey, you don't know I'm creepy. <laughs> I get creep vibes. <laughs> uh, so you guys walk over to this caravan. It's decent-sized wagon, but kind of small. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, not enough space in it for you guys to ride in it. You guys are going to have to walk. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two horses hooked up to it. They look a little old, but still capable of pulling. And there's about five child, three or four children running around, raging, raging? Totally. <laughs> raging between uh, about six and 15. Okay. Ah, uh, yes. Just entering their rage. Yep. <laughs> so children are barbarians? Yep. Well, <laughs> you see a child, I think that's pretty apt. <laughs> Why don't you guys roll me perception checks? Okay. okay. I got a 15. 14. Also 14. That's right. eerie. And I rolled a 14, but I got a Whoa. modified. You guys notice that these children look half elf. Oh. Are both of the parents around? Uh, the dad is there and he's human. He looks you guys over. He's like, interesting lot. Mm. So yeah, we are headed to uh, to Otterholm. Y'all are welcome to travel with us. Um, to also uh, part of the clergy. Um, no. Not exactly. Fate has a funny way of drawing people together sometimes. Indeed. You know what they say, man plans but Fordham laughs. <laughs> Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> um, can I do an inside check on this fellow? I was yeah, actually going to do the same thing. <laughs> I'll do one too since, <laughs> since my uh, insight is plus three. <clears throat> three. Three. Heather? Six. Sixteen. There you go. Um, he seems perfectly trustworthy. Um, he does not trust these two, <laughs> but you trust him. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna like pull him to the side, and I'm gonna say how I was in a very dangerous situation with these two, and they helped me immeasurably, and I trust them. So that would be persuasion, I would think. Uh, twenty-one. No. Okay, yeah. So, like, if you vouch for them. Okay. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yes. Cool. Oh, is there room for me to stick this big box in the wagon by any chance? Uh, Otherwise, you're going to have to listen to this great creak as we go the whole time. Do you need access to it while we're traveling? No, I just need to bring it with us. Okay. You see, I've got it all tied up and stuff. Yeah. Lots and lots of um, 
We can put it under some stuff. That would be great. He'll start moving some stuff around in the wagon and get it in there. So when exactly are we leaving? Uh, as soon as my wife, uh, Travia, gets back. Very well. Second, to write down some names for these children. <laughs> so his wife's name kind of sounds like a sugar substitute. Yeah, I know. Or similar to the trachea. Oh, that's what she people. What? What? Sounds like we're going to do an insight check when we meet this lady. Someone's <laughs> got covered in blood. I was just at the butcher. How did you know? <laughs> I killed him. What's the guy's name? Uh, Jasper. Okay. Jasper. None of you asked that. <laughs> I just did. Yeah. Um, pretty soon you guys see a fairly tall um, female elf making her way towards you. Uh, she has two children with her. They're both uh, probably about. They both look to be about sixteen or seventeen, and they're all, they're all carrying back baskets of food. Uh, it looks like. Um, she walks up to Jasper, and uh, Jasper introduces you three. These these three are going to be accompanying us and uh, helping keep watch. She looks you guys over, but uh, she looks at her husband and she trusts his judgment. Hello, my name is Travia. These are our children. The two that walked up with her, they are twins. Um, one is male, one is female. This is Altorn, and hang on, let me actually make that something I can actually say. <laughs> Arona. Arona? Arona. Altorin and Arona. There's a 12-year-old named Ivor, an 8-year-old named Avalon, Avaline, and a uh, small 6-year-old named Craylin. Cool. I will introduce myself. Hi, I'm Willa, and would be delighted to travel with you. Um, and I can actually help with the kids some, too, if needed. I have... Lots of younger siblings. Oh, that would be great. Try my best to be charming. I'm, uh, I'm Maud. Um, I'm not sure how much help I'd be with the kids, but I That's certainly okay. can uh, help out with the watch. <laughs> I'm Barnabas. I'm a paladin from the Church of Melia, and I'm great with kids. Are you actually? Yeah, I'm yeah. like three or four at a time. Yeah. Don't have to climb on him and pet him. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine that there's some... They take care of a lot of kids in that church. Mm. That like some of the older kids would help out with the younger kids. Uh, Probably. runs the orphanages. That makes sense. Um, can I count like animal handling as child handling? <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. We'll see. I'm actually almost okay with that. Still don't have proficiency in child handling. You mean animal handling? What's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> People are terrible. Yes, we are. <laughs> and yet, here you are. <laughs> it's true. Alright. You guys set out for an amazing adventure. A road trip with a family and kids. Let's see which ones die of dysentery first. Oh, gosh. <laughs> on the road again. Alright, so you guys travel. Debating on how much of this to like include and how mm -hmm. much of it not to. <laughs> Roll for plot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see this coming back to hurt us in any way. No. One thing we did not discuss is that since there are children, you guys are not going to be moving at the fastest pace. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you guys realize that. And if you wanted to look for something else, 
or if you're good. I mean, is there anyone like under a strict time constraint? Well, I found another caravan that leaves in like six days. <laughs> okay. It'll definitely be faster than that. <laughs> and who knows what kind of time limit you're on, Maud? Who knows? Who knows? I really hope the elder rot god doesn't rot any of the children. <laughs> sure hope the high priestess is okay. <clears throat> yep. She's probably fine. Alright. Time skip. Uh, it is that evening. You guys have tra- made decent travel. Um, not as far as you could have gotten if it had just been you three. Yeah. But you guys left that suit quick. I mean, I'm not... When we get a call adventure, we answer it. <laughs> we may come back later. Especially when you know. certain people have time limits on their lives. <laughs> Just listen to that ticking clock, Joel. Yeah, you know. It's getting, like, very telltale hearty. <laughs> Alright, so you guys travel. Um, it's it's traveling with children. Yay. At least there's probably, well... Mod, the children don't bother you too much. <laughs> um... <laughs> The, uh, the 16-year-olds kind of, like, appreciate your standoffish and creepiness, but at the same time, they're they're just playing it chill. Those are also like, why do they go creepy? The rest, the three others just kind of stay away from you. You do every so once in a while, just notice them, um... Staring. Yeah. Well, uh, the kids, the kids kind of play with you. The youngest one, Kralin, is confused because you're... Not that much bigger than him, <laughs> but, like, way older. I mean, he's seen halflings and whatnot before, mm-hmm. but it's just, he's it's not weird. interacted with one terribly much. I'm going to pull out some cool sleight of hand tricks to try to kind of break the ice. Yeah, yeah. And you're small enough, like, you can kind of sit on the back of the wagon with mm-hmm. them and do this. Barnabas, I think Ivor has, like, managed to climb up onto your shoulders <laughs> and is basically riding up there, keeping an eye out on everything. Like, did not ask permission or anything, just <laughs> did it. <laughs> I don't think my character particularly minds all that much. Yeah. Uh, so you guys have traveled, you've done most of a day's traveling. The two oldest kids will occasionally walk, as well, like, they will all walk for a little bit, but mostly the youngest three ride with either um, Jasper or Travia guiding the wagon. Mm-hmm. Um, driving while the other ones walk. Um, you guys get, you definitely could have gone farther, having just gone on your own, but you guys make it to a decent little area to camp for that night. Why don't you guys give me a watch? Okay. Who wants to watch first? I'll, I'll watch So, first. there are five adults. I'm watching the darkest part of the night, because I have supervision. Okay. There are five adults, you guys only need three watches. <clears throat> Um, the parents are certainly willing to take a watch either by themselves or with one of you guys. You said that uh, the mother was an elf. Yes. So she might be good to have for a watch. Yeah. Since she doesn't need as much sleep either. Yes. And she, she, when she, and when she does, she just goes and she meditates near the kids. So she's kind of always keeping an eye out on the kids. That was one reason they were okay with strangers coming with them because... They knew she could watch yeah. you guys while you're doing the watch. Who watches, watches the watch? <laughs> the mother. <laughs> okay, um, I'll take the first watch then. Okay. So, perception. Yes, please. Eight. <laughs> okay. 
I'm going to say the dad was awake mm -hmm. with you, and then the mom's going to be awake for the other two slots. Okay, then I'll take the second one. Uh, 18. Okay. There are definitely people, still some people traveling on the road, but no one approaches your camp or anything. Cool. I'll take third well, watch. Yeah. Sure. Woo, that's a whole six perception. All right. Fortunately for you, the mom is up at this point. <laughs> she got a pretty good roll. Okay. She scares away like a raccoon at one point that you very clearly missed <laughs> um, that was trying to get into the food. At any point, do any of you guys want to have talked to the parents? During the watch? Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally talked to Jasper. Yeah. Okay. Just uh, so now that we know everything's gonna turn out fine, <laughs> um, ask him about his life and uh, why he's moving to Outborn, Otterholm, Otter, Otterholm. Outborn's like one of his kids, I think. <laughs> no, Outborn, Outborn. <laughs> well, I um, I was a fisherman in the Gulf of um, it's not a Gulf, it's a bay. It's the Bay of Tabestris, uh, Tabestris. The god of storms, but the storms have been getting more radical. They seem to be, they always were fairly constant, but they seem to be reaching out and striking even ships now. Hmm. The mountains and pillars of rock in the bay usually collect all of the lightning, making it one of the safest, if not the most startling, um, places to actually sail and to fish. But the lightning has, while it still strikes the pillars and mountains consistently, it has been reaching out and striking ships more and more lately. So my cousin has offered me a position fishing over in Otterholm, fishing in the uh, Lunesses. Why did I come up with such weird names? <laughs> uh, Lunaris' Lake. Because it sounds better than... The, that Tom's like the moon god's like yeah, um, but it should be far safer there. I, I get the feeling we talk about like seafaring a lot since um, sure yeah, bonding time. Talk about knots and stuff. Like we swap faster going or time. Oh, oh, oh. Um, <laughs> the nautical jokes. Well, Joel, you've nice. been a you've been a great guest, but yet go. <laughs> Just wave goodbye, Joel. You just get struck by lightning and get <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Would either two of you like to talk to the mom? She doesn't seem that talkative, but if you say something to her, she will respond. Probably not much more than like awkward, kind of like. So, uh. Yeah, uh. Kids, kids are cool, I guess. Yes, uh, try not to wake them. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's probably about That's, it. Yep. Uh, towards the end of your watch, she will start making breakfast for everyone and the kids and everything. Okay. I will try to keep watching, also offer to be helpful as much as I can. Otherwise, I'm just basically staying out of the way and trying to stay quiet. Um, it's not too long before the kids are up and yelling and... Uh, crawling all over Barnabas and waking him up. <laughs> the dad looks relieved because that normally happens to him. <laughs> um, yeah, you guys quickly get on your way with your second day of travel. Cool. It is a bit after lunch before you guys reach Gundabar, the first city on your way. 
I really like that name though, Gundabar. Kind of sounds like one of those island names from Pirates of the Caribbean. Gundabar, it is decent size port. If people are trading from the southeast to Hightower, they will import into Kingsland, traverse it by land that little distance, and put it on another boat to then sail it across the um, the very large lake and then upriver to Hightower. That was an option. That still is an option. If you guys want to abandon the family, you're welcome to. Guys, we are honor-bound to stay with this family. I really don't like boats. I'm not, I'm not sure about this family. <laughs> and just because you're not good with kids doesn't mean we have to have a bad time. But it's a decent-sized city. It is a more of a working city as opposed to a... The thing about Kingsland, it has enough of a rich population that there are always people shopping and out and about doing things, and there's stuff going on. In Gundabar, a lot of the places, like if it's not a workplace of work during the day, it's closed. Um, so there aren't really any restaurants or taverns or anything to open until the evening. The shops are they're open because that's where people are at, but they're not. It's one of the things, like, you go into a store, and they're in the back doing inventory. Mm-hmm. They're not out in front waiting for customers to come in. The family, they're just kind of making their way through. They don't really need anything yet. They still have everything they pack. But if you guys, they're, they're probably going to have to spend a little bit of time in town because, and they're definitely going to go look at the boats and whatnot at the port there in Gundabar. So if you guys wanted to do anything in town, you certainly could. But otherwise, it's just another quick stop. I mean, like, you're, you guys aren't even going to be staying the night here. Mm-hmm. You guys get there probably about one or two in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably look at the boats with them as well. Mm-hmm. Just kind of stay with the families there and make their way yeah. through. Yeah. The main road does kind of run directly to the port and then north. You guys don't have like, a map like this, but you've got a rough map. Uh, you guys know that the road is basically going to follow the edge of the... When I say lake, it's, you can't see the other side, mm-hmm. obviously. I mean, it's probably a three-day journey to cross this in a boat. And that's in favorable conditions. Mm-hmm. But you guys can easily make it through the town. Cool. Sounds good. Not that you thought there would be any problems, but, you know, it's it takes a little bit longer because the kids don't want to leave, but you're back on the road before you know it. And again, you make it... You make it outside of town, probably far enough that you can't see the town. Um, so you are lagging a little bit behind than what you thought you would. Not that you have any real way of telling. Um, you guys want to roll me some watches? Sure. If you, the parents are going to take that same schedule. The dad will stay up late and then the mom will get up in the morning. Um, but if you guys want to switch which spot you take, to either talk to a different person or just because, you certainly can. You want to switch to me so you're not with the mom being awkward again? No, you know, because it won't be awkward with the dad anyway. <laughs> At least he's a, you know, human. He'll be like, <laughs> you have more common ground, I guess. Again, if you want. Okay. I'll do the second watch with him. Okay. First. Uh, 16. Nice. So, you guys find a decent enough spot to set up camp. You know, you set up the sleeping bags and the tents, and the kids all pile into the wagon itself to sleep with whichever parent is sleeping at that time. 
there's a moment when uh, the dad is he's restocking the fire and everything, but you hear a low wolf howl from decent distance, but you can still hear it very clearly. Enough to kind of set you on edge, but you don't see anything. Okay. Um, since we kind of, I mean, you mentioned going to Otter Home for mm-hmm. fishing and kind of looked at the boats in Gundavar, so <clears throat> I'll kind of talk to him a little bit about that. And like, So, do you like boats and sailing? Oh, uh, yes. I grew up, uh, so I grew up in a small fishing town um, to the south of, um, to the south of Kingsland small village down there in uh, Seawood, but um, moved to Kingsland because they have larger ship and there's larger halls mm-hmm. and everything. Still have some family down there, but uh, grew up as a fisherman's son, and yeah. Cool. Yeah, my, my uh, father grew up on the sea as well. He was a uh, trade ship captain. Oh, very nice. Uh, based in uh, Freeport. You know, I've always wanted to visit, but I've never been able to get make my way down there and it's a lovely city oh i'm sure now but now with the wife and the kids i yeah. doubt i'll ever make it down well if you ever do then i would uh if you ever have the opportunity i would suggest you and so maybe someday that's probably about yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was a that was a nice pleasantry <laughs> you are slightly less creepy in his eyes uh second watch sweet The mom is now awake. And I would, because I'd probably be waking you up since mm-hmm. we're switching, I would mention that I heard the wolves. Okay. Um, there's one point when you see her fire an arrow into the woods. <laughs> uh, you hear a yelp, and then the sound of something going away from you. Nice shot. Thank you. I'm definitely going to talk to her. Okay. And I'll uh, mention about how getting to travel with her and her kids reminds me a lot of Growing up in the church, Malia and all the children gives me some very happy memories. And I think one of them gave me a crick in my neck. <laughs> uh, the, little, the little rascals will do that. You are quite... Uh, I was slightly worried that you might be too rough with them, but you are quite gentle. And I had to learn how to... At one point, um, they were having me in the like the baby ward, or whatever it's called. So I... Infant yeah. ward, yes. It's a ward against infants, so you keep them at yep. bay. Yep. Now I can I can handle an axe and I can handle a three week old so it's very reassuring. I don't treat them the same way when I'm holding them. Like, like, Here's your baby, ma'am. I'm just whack over there. But no. She gets a smirk on her face, but um you can tell she's pretty quiet. I mean she's just a quiet person. That's almost like laughing out loud for an old fellow. Mm-hmm. So I'll take that as a compliment. You are not a hundred percent sure, but you do think she's a wood elf. But it's kind of hard to tell. Okay. Last watch. Okay. Let's see if I can actually stay yeah. awake. Hey, that's a 19. Nice. She starts making breakfast. Uh, she's actually going to fry some bacon and eggs this morning, so it's just some oatmeal. But her attention is fully on that. You see some people like look like they're going to sneak up on camp, but you kind of move into full view. Mm-hmm. And when they see someone is awake and active, they're going to like back snap a half of barrel out. <laughs> hey. I mean, it's, it's more mm-hmm. someone is actively up mm-hmm. and we can't just... It's too much out. trouble. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, the next day is more traveling down the road. You guys do not reach a city 
or anything today. It's just traveling down the road. Um, you do meet some interesting people on the on the way, like passing you as you mm-hmm. go by. There's a group of three people traveling that are all trying to share a single horse, and it's very quite funny because they don't quite all fit, and the last one is usually like sliding off. There is a cart that travels past you, pulled by an oxen. The person driving it is completely covered in robes, but you do think you hear some goblin uh, talk coming from the cart and whatever is inside the cart. Mm-hmm. I like the robes, plural. Yes. <laughs> Multiple sets of robes. Um, robes on robes on robes. Yes. And uh, you see a small contingent of guards uh, march past. They, they carry a royal crest on them, and it's for the king of, uh, of Alon. They pay you no mind. Um, if anything, none of you have any military training, so it just looks like a contingent of soldiers. Yeah. And that's that day. Cool. That was a good day. <laughs> uh, watches. You guys want to switch up? Sure. Okay, I'll take first. Okay. Um, that's ten. Uh, you stay up with your dad. Are you guys talking about anything? Just trade random stories, maybe, but nothing specific. He accounts you with, um... So he tells you that when the two oldest twins, when Altorn and Arona were mere babies, their grandmother on their mother's side came to visit. And she would play hide-and-seek with them, but she would more or less cheat by using small illusions to make it look like there were two or three of her hiding. And so when they went over and they're like, gotcha, and like moved the curtain aside, the feet that were sticking out from under it would disappear. Freaking granny. <laughs> that seems most unfair. Yeah. What's your role to said? Yeah. Super um, observant. Story is just really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trivia definitely comes out at one once or twice and goes, shh, the kids are sleeping. Sorry. Uh, but other than that, it's pretty uneventful. Second watch. Guess that's me this time. Sure. Uh, sixteen. Nice. Are you talking or just hanging out? Am I with uh? You're with Travia the Travia again. I feel like we're both like pretty tired from the travel or just in, in silence, not really awkward or anything. Just is what it is. She's keeping watch. She also um she pulls out some needle plans, working on that as well. It looks like. Just you glancing over. If you drew a family tree, but it was a circle, mm-hmm. so it just kind of spreads out in all directions, mm-hmm. um, and you can tell that it's the of the different deities and whatnot and their lineage. Hmm. And it's quite immaculate. I mean, she's doing very fine detail work, but it goes uneventful. Mm-hmm. Last watch. Eight. Eight. Mm-hmm. All right. It goes fairly uneventful. Right before she was going to start for dinner, you hear a little bit of scratching and scraping, and you guys rush over and you find a raccoon making off with a small bag of bread that would have, you know, would have been lunch or something, but uh, is now gone. Man. Yeah. And she looks just as miffed about it as you do. I mean, it's bread. It's bread. I mean, it's food, and it just got taken by an animal. Mm-hmm. But, like, she pulls out her bow to shoot it, but stops. I mean, it, it just kind of disappears into the woods, and and then she'll start making oatmeal. Probably not much talking, so. Yeah. <laughs> she's kind of, at, the, at the beginning of the watch, she just kind of looks at you. Like, 
just don't talk. <laughs> and she'll go about. Right, the next day, you guys start pretty early in the day, about an hour or two after you guys start traveling. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys make it to Oakpool, which is the city right here. You guys are about two thirds of the journey for them, anyway. Yeah. Oakpool is named such because there is coming out of the the forester there is a stream that comes over um, a large rock outcropping and actually through the middle of a large oak tree mm-hmm. and kind of uh, there's a waterfall off of this large oak tree. So imagine like the oak tree is kind of built up like it's holding up a wall. Mm-hmm. And then there's just water coming down off of it. Um, and there's a decent-sized pool underneath it. It's not magical or anything, but it's a great swimming hole. And so the kids are, the dad and the kids go off to the swimming hole for just a little while. Because the kids have been traveling and they just need an excuse to move a lot. Which you guys are welcome to go join them at the swimming hole. Or Travia is actually going to go into the market and pick up a little bit more food to replace what... The raccoon got this morning. Yeah. It'll take forever for me to dry, so I'll go there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, likewise. I'm going to go see if I can pick up like some sweets to bribe the kids and stuff. <laughs> bribe them to do what? To behave. Oh, okay. And I mean, the what wagon do you is... think I'm going to bribe them to do? I don't know. Do? Bribing in children sounds awfully shady. <laughs> so the wagon... Especially with candy. <laughs> <laughs> the wagon's going to kind of stay close to the pool where the kids are, and she's just going to walk into town. Um, you guys are welcome to walk into town with her or stay with the dad and the kids slash with the wagon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So who's going where? So, wait, how far away will the dad be from the wagon? 50 feet? Maybe 100 feet? Mm-hmm. Okay. Enough probably, that it's visible, but not... I'll probably just sit at the wagon and like write something or something like that. Okay. okay. If you're going to stay, I'll go into town. <coughs> yep. Cool. Hey, magical person, you want anything while we're going? If you want to pick me up something to eat. Okay. We still have seven days' rations left. Well, if she's getting sweets. Oh, you're going to bribe him, too? <laughs> I'll give you one of these if you're less creepy. <laughs> Dear diary. <laughs> okay, so Willa and Barnabas go with Trevia into town. This town, it's on the water. There's a very small port. There's a few fishing boats. But this is mainly a town that exists for people to travel through. There's a road that leads north that goes up along the northern coast and uh, eventually makes its way all the way up to uh, Presswich Port, which is the far north port. Or it continues traveling east um, to Autumn. But there's a small enough market. She easily finds what she needs for just a few silver. Well, uh, you can find like, a bag of hard candies for silver. Okay. They're pretty good. It's all one flavor, though. That works. Yeah. They're all cherry. Mm. Barnabas, was there anything you were going to look for? I was going to see if there was a temple in the area. There is a small shrine okay. temple. It's, it's fairly small. I mean, this town is not much of a town. I mean, around this area, there's not a ton of... Like, there's no farms really around this area, or and it's not large enough fishing in this area for it to be much of a town. Besides the point that it is right along basically an intersection. Okay. The road diverges, and they set up uh, like an, an inn there, and then it got a little larger and a little larger. But there's maybe 200 people that live in this town. Um, so there's a small shrine set up. 
there's no cleric that you can see or clergyman of any kind that actually is set up here. Mm -hmm. And the offering Mm -hmm. is more like, think like in an office that has like the pigeonhole mailboxes Mm -hmm. kind of thing, but they're slightly larger. They're large enough for people to set like a loaf of bread or a few coins in or something like that, but they're not individual things. Okay. I will um, say a prayer to the deity for travel. Uh, a Kator? A Kator. And um, one for uh, Milia. Okay. Ask Kator for just protection while we're traveling, and I ask Mil- Milia to, to help the kids, um, you know, grow up to be good and successful members of uh, society. And I leave two gold in each of those coffers. Okay. Joel. Yes. So you're staying at the wagon. Yes. Roll me a perception check. Okay. Eight. All right. It's like the third eight in a row. <laughs> so you hear Joel. Yes. Maud. You hear one of the older twins start to shout, and then very quickly you hear the dad also start to shout, and it sounds a little bit panicked. Okay. And there seems to be quite a commotion down at the pool. Okay. I'll run over there, see what's going on. Mark, quick, we can't, we can't find Craylin. Where was he last seen? He was, he was here in the pool. He's, I don't know where he's gone. And at this point, they're all kind of getting out, and the older, uh, the older twin, um, <laughs> uh, out the male twin is, like, diving in the pool, seeing if he can find anything, mm-hmm. but he's not, water is pretty clear, and he's not, like, under as okay. they can see. Um, but the rest of them are kind of getting out of the water and calling. Okay. Hmm. I do a investigation check to see if there's, like, footprints? Absolutely. Four. There's a lot of footprints because everyone's kind of running around looking for him, right? Then. That seems fair. Like, there's nice thick mud that would leave nice footprints, but they're all trampled. <laughs> okay. Jasper is going to send Arona the... Female twin, um, into town to find you three. I will help with calling out and searching around for whatever I can help, actually help with that. And if that doesn't drive me away. Sure. You can call out and everything. Would you want to try to use any power or anything? I was thinking about that. I wasn't sure what I had that would actually be useful for that. Because the shape war may not be useful if he's not actually in the water. Mm-hmm. This is the part I cut out. You have telepathy, right? I do, for 30 feet. Well. Yeah, I mean, well, I'll, I'll... Can kind of... I don't... I probably don't even really know that I have that. that. Okay. But I can probably, like, try and just, like... Okay. Roll me a perception check like at advantage. Out. Okay. Perception check with advantage? Perception check, yeah. More like you're opening your mind, trying to sense them. Okay. Okay. Uh, ten. Ten. So you, for a brief second, you feel like you can kind of like close your eyes and think, okay, what can I do that will be most helpful to find him? And for a brief second, you clearly in your mind's eye see where every single one of these people are right around you. Um, Just kind of like you can feel where their minds are, Um, but you don't feel the kids. Okay. But that's 30-foot radius around you. You can mm-hmm. kind of pinpoint the base. Um, yeah. Uh, so, Arona gets to you guys right as you're leaving the town. It's like, quick, 
Craigman's gone. We, we can't find him. And she immediately starts booking it. Okay, not the fastest, but I'm gonna take off after. I'll just pull you onto my shoulders. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Would... The mom easily outpaces you guys, though. What else? Speed of 35. Crazy mom skills. Yeah, mom skills. Uh, Rona keeps up with you guys, though. Okay. Um, Joel, go ahead and roll perception advantage. You two, um, investigation or perception to kind of watch as a 19. Ooh. And an 18. Yeah, the one time that I actually get two good rolls. So you start making your way back up towards the wagon, trying to get, like, the wagon's on a little bit of high ground, um, so trying to get a little high ground so maybe you can look out more. Mm. And you try that kind of, you close your eyes for a second and reach out, and you get a very soft ping from the wagon. Inside the wagon. From inside the wagon. Okay. And you can see um, Travia running up towards the wagon. Okay. Ping like it seems like Kralin. Or like You've I can't really done tell. this before? Yeah. It's none of it's not Jasper or the other kids because you've pinged them once already, for lack of a better term. Yeah. But to me, in my mind's eye, it's a little bit like a radar. It's kind of like that. Okay. Um. Well, then I'll sh- I'll uh, yell out to Trevia as she's coming closer to the wagon. Mm-hmm. Check inside the wagon. She uh, quickly detours and jumps in the wagon. Um, and you hear her call out. He's in here. He's he's just asleep. <sighs> How do you get in there? Uh, he managed to sneak past you, <laughs> crawl in the wagon, fall asleep, <laughs> without anyone else noticing. <laughs> At least I feel so bad as not noticing him as no one else did. So the rest of the kids and Jasper were making their way up to the wagon. Everyone had fun, but at this point, it's like okay, let's just. Keep going. Yeah. And eventually you guys you guys are right back. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Everything's okay. Yes. Yay. Yeah. Uh it turns out he just uh he got tired and went for a nap. But how did Mama know? Well you don't know what I knew. Because <laughs> you weren't here. How did I know that he knew? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Alright. You guys set off by this point. It's a little before lunch, but you guys travel on. By the way, sugar for everybody as we go. Yes. Because we need it after that. Yeah. And all the kids love you a lot later in the hour. And they're all running circles. And their mom hates us. (laughs) Anyway, okay, so um, you guys travel on. Um, You see some other people traveling. You see there's a merchant who's kind of, he's not set up on the side of the road, but he's got... Like the sides of his cart fly, fold open and stuff's hanging from them. And he's traveling at very low speed, but he's still traveling, but hawking his wares as he's traveling. Like, oh, hey, do you guys need any uh, pots or pans or uh, provisions or anything on your travels? I've got it all right here. I think we just stocked up on that. Oh, oh okay. Well, let's see what he's got first. I mean, come on. This is a faded encounter. Okay. Uh, Jasper's not gonna slow down. <laughs> we'll speed up and we'll see what you get. <laughs> <laughs> but if you can keep up with us, you can. We might check out your stuff. We might buy something. You guys are going in the opposite direction as me. Well, I guess you don't want our coin. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this always happens. <laughs> 
We'll let you travel in the opposite direction. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I think I can't beat that as the most exciting thing that happened in this leg of the journey. So, um, Jasper tells you that by the next day, by about midday, the next day you will be at Otterholm. Okay. And since they don't have a place, like, they're going to be staying with his cousins until they find a better place to stay, he can't, I, I can't really offer you guys a place to sleep tomorrow, um, besides maybe, uh, maybe out in the boat shed. Well, if there's, an, if there's an inn there, then I'm sure we can find a room there. Yeah. And there might be a church there. Very true. Uh, what, where are you guys headed? Uh, we, we've been on this trip for all this time, and I haven't <laughs> asked if you guys are headed anywhere specific. We're actually all heading to Hightower. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. What, what, bring, what, what, what business takes you, brings you there? No, what business takes you there? For myself, I'm there to edify myself and, uh, learn things. It's like church business, sort of. Ah! Learn things with the church. Yeah. Well, that one makes a whole lot more sense. Yep. You're welcome, Mike. I sometimes do make sense. I mean, technically what I said is true, too. I'm just a businesswoman making a delivery. A very legitimate businesswoman. Exactly. I see. She definitely wouldn't sell anything stolen or anything. She's very scrupulous. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you needed to say that, but okay. <laughs> I don't either. Um, dinner goes by on eventful, and then it's time for the watches. I guess I'll go first this time. Okay. Ten. So the dad seems completely wore out um, from swimming and then from worrying. He kind of slumps. Like, he's still awake. He's just... And he's just content to be there in peace unless you want to talk to him. Uh, I'll read the mood and I'll stay quiet. Okay. Who's taking second watch? No, I'll take second watch. Okay. That was really close. <laughs> uh, 13. Okay. So you and the wife, uh, Trivia, are taking watch. Well, how, when Barnabas wakes you up, what do you do? Um, like during the watch, I'm probably kind of trying out the new stuff that I'm figuring okay. out that I can actually do, which probably helps with the watch, but I'm also probably distracted with it. So. Gotcha. Uh, so you're kind of deep in thought. It doesn't surprise you because you're kind of doing that ping thing and mm-hmm. learning where people are. But Trivia walks up to you and is like, so you can do magic. Um, what do you mean? The, uh, the halfling earlier said that... Uh, was it the halfling or was it Barnabas? I called him a magic okay. guy. The, uh, the halfling earlier called you a magic guy. Oh, well, I uh, studied at a university that had a lot of wizards. And can you do anything? Did you learn any of their tricks? I, I can do a little bit. Like, I might do, like, a uh, minor illusion sort of thing. Okay. Some that definitely seems much more like some a wizard could do. Gotcha. My, uh, my brother could do, <coughs> could do magic. I see. I have not seen him in many an age. Hmm. I'm sorry to hear that. That is what happens when you move to another continent. It does make keeping family ties a little bit harder. True. Very true. So, where did you originally come from? No, I... Okay. That's <laughs> why I hate myself. Because, now I got this. That's pronunciation. Uh, I'm... I was born under Hagar, the, uh, the open continent. Oh, okay. Yes. But, 
across uh, the civil states, the known continent, yeah. and uh, all across at least the eastern half of Alon. But then I found Jasper, and uh, my travel days were over. Hmm. Have you been to uh, Freeport then? Yes. I see. Uh, that is the first non-elven city I set foot in. Hmm. Well, that's where I grew up and went to school and all. Oh, very nice. I'm sure it has changed since I was there. Uh, it was 200 years ago when I was last there. Ah, well, I can't really attest to what the difference might be. Yes. Uh, I'm sure it is still going exactly as they had planned it. <laughs> Those gnomes always did have, uh, like, their blueprints and to follow them to a T. <laughs> it is rather uh, well laid out and designed. Yes. Wait, is that the city with all the rings? Yes. Mm -hmm. mm. Free, Freeport is designed to um, built in concentric rings with um, it is powered by water flow from water flowing in from the ocean and then out from the center. So it gives you running water in a variety of methods. It's very ingenious. No, <laughs> I'm telling you. Angel, you're getting really good at the pleasantries. <laughs> She's open to talking, but doesn't have much of it. She starts to get lost in thought. Mm -hmm. And is still a little bit lost in thought when your watch ends and Willa's watch begins. Okay. Cool. I'll probably just hang out then. Um, that's a 17 perception. Nice. Um, she's sitting there. You're not, like, for a second, you think she's either meditating or in a trance, as mm -hmm. elves do. Because she is that quiet and that still. But she is so deeply lost in thought that it isn't until Avalon, the one of her second youngest mm -hmm. child, comes and basically like curls up in her lap that she looks up, realizes it's almost morning, uh, and gets to work making some breakfast for the kids. Cool. So fairly quiet. Yes. That works. All right. Uh, it is the last day for the York family. So sad. Well, uh, last day of their journey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a little bit better. Okay. Still sad that we'll be leaving them, but. But at least they're not dying. Probably. Maybe. <laughs> Probably. Yet. That's terrible. Foreshadowing. <laughs> it's okay, I prayed for them, they're not gonna die. Oh, okay. I don't know, you didn't roll a religion check for it, so who knows? Anyway, um, you guys travel, and it's a. Uh, the kids are excited because they know this is the last day that they're going to get to our home today. Mm -hmm. You guys pass another battalion, not a battalion, but another uh, group of soldiers going back the way you came. Mm -hmm. And you pass a couple a couple farmers bringing some hay in or heading back out of town with empty carts. But other than that, the roads are fairly peaceful. And eventually you see our home ahead of you. Who knows what adventures await our heroes, but find out next time on The Legends of Loam. Thank you for listening to episode 5 of The Legends of Loam. You can find maps and other world-building assets at our website, thelegendsofloam.com. We are The Legends of Loam on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can email us at thelegendsofloam at gmail.com. Or you can find all those links at our website, thelegendsofloan.com. And hey, thank you for listening.